Hey there, and welcome to the Digital Nomad Life Podcast. I'm your host, Krista from Christabella Travels. And today's episode is all about what I mean when I say the matrix and how to break out of it and how I broke out of it. Truth be told, this is actually my like fifth time trying to record this episode because this subject matter is pretty abstract. It's pretty out there um, and I'm finding it kind of hard to explain. So I hope that this resonates with the right people. But I do think that if this particular episode caught your eye, if this is the one that you've landed on that you're listening to, I think you're probably meant to hear it because the thing is... The matrix, which essentially, if I could define it, the matrix is our society um, and it's the rules that people just blindly follow, not questioning whether it's actually authentically aligned with them or not. That's the matrix. Um, and I was living in the matrix for a really long time. Um, well, I was living in the matrix up until I would say I was about age 25. And then I was on the edge of the matrix up until the age of 31. And now I would say I'm fully outside of the matrix. And you can live outside of the matrix too. When you live outside of the matrix, whoo, wow, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. When you live outside of the matrix, suddenly you become so aware that you have uncapped earning potential, that possibilities are all around you for literally anything you want, that the universe is truly abundant and that you have access to like literally anything and that the rules somehow don't necessarily super apply to you, not in a way that you should go about breaking the law. I mean, don't do anything illegal and definitely don't do anything that could hurt anybody. But um, do you have to be following the air quote rules that everybody else is following? When you live outside of the matrix, you realize that the answer is no, it's hell no. It's hell no. You can live however you want. Um, who are some people that are living in the matrix? Well, first of all, People that are living in the matrix, they don't really know that they're living in the matrix unless they're someone like you who somehow has this extra sense of awareness or consciousness that everybody around you is doing the same damn thing and that just doesn't sit right with you. Like that's just something off about it. Why is it that everyone around you is operating on the same timeline? If you're living in the area of the matrix that I was living in, the timeline is that you go to school between ages of 5 and 18, uh, then probably you'll go to college, maybe it's a four-year degree, you'll spend a certain amount of money on that if you're American, and then after that, you use that college degree as a crutch to getting a job. Not that your college degree actually teaches you anything practical almost ever, um, but somehow everybody has agreed that this college degree is the thing that's going to help you get a job. And then you go get a job and then you work your ass off on that job trying to prove to a manager who doesn't care about the business that they're working on because they don't own the business either. Anyway, you're trying to prove to your manager that you're worthy, that you're a hard worker, that you're smart, and then get a promotion, climb up the corporate ladder. Once you've established yourself a little bit, get yourself a boyfriend or a girlfriend, get married after a few years, have a kid after a few years, 
buy a house and then boom, you've done it. You've accomplished all the things and now all that's left to do on your life checklist is to save up for retirement when you're 65 plus and then you can have some fun. Then you can travel the world. Then you can golf every day or whatever the hell people want to do when they're 65 and don't have a job. But um, yeah, anyway, that's the matrix right there. And for me, at least when I was 22 and I had graduated from university and, um, you know, I was living and working in New York City, I just got this kind of like sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach that I was like, wait a minute, like, what did I sign up for? Like, how did I get here? Is this even what I want? I'm pretty sure what I actually want is to travel the world. I'm pretty sure what I actually want is to spend a weekend barefoot on the beach. I'm pretty sure what I actually want is to be having deep, meaningful conversations with people that see my soul, that see me, that are interested in, you know, emotional intimacy and connection and learning and growth and exploring. That's what I wanted. And I kept finding myself waking up in a dark, small shoebox apartment on the corner of 6th Avenue and Waverly, and then going downstairs, getting into a dark subway, riding in this smelly, messy, loud, obnoxious train car with hundreds of other people, all looking miserable AF, and then I get out of the subway walked to my office, which by the way, only had one window facing an alley, sat there for eight hours, eight hours of my waking day, and then left feeling exhausted. Maybe I would have enough energy to go to the gym to actually take care of my own freaking body, and then go to bed and then do it all over again. And then the weekends, be so freaking tired of what I just went through Monday through Friday that I would drink on Saturday and then Sunday have the Sunday scaries and be upset that I would have to do it all over again. And that's the matrix, guys. Why? Why are we doing that to ourselves? I mean, okay, to be fair, sure, there are totally people out there that want exactly what I described. They have to exist. I mean, anybody that we can imagine exists. There's billions of people in the world. So for sure, like there are people out there that want that. What about the other people that don't want that? Why do they have to be on the fringe of society? Why do they have to be um, not necessarily respected? Why are they feeling shamed for wanting to live an authentic life? What is up with that? Anyway, these questions are the ones that I found myself asking all the time towards the end of my experience living in the matrix, um, which as I may have mentioned, I was about 25 when I quote exited. And before that, there were a few things that happened. Um, yeah, events that took place that made me really feel like, wait a minute, what what is this? And started asking those questions. And I want to share what those events are with you now. So Basically, they all involved me not understanding why other people were able to travel for long periods of time, but I wasn't. That just didn't seem to add up. So the first thing was I had found this really great deal um, to go on a trip to China, and I really wanted to go, but I needed a little bit more vacation time that I had. And I remember asking the CEO of my company if there was any way that I could kind of like add on a few extra days of my vacation package and what that would look like. 
And we had this whole conversation where he was like, you know what? Um, we offer 10 days of vacation time to everybody because I know that 10 days is enough. Like it's enough to travel the world. I've gone on lots of trips for 10 days at a time and you can too. And I think you're really making a bigger deal out of this than it has to be. And feeling like, No, like 10 days is literally not enough. Like if I want to go all the way to China, I'm going to be so jet lagged the entire time. And then when I come back, I'm going to be still jet lagged and I'm not even going to get to enjoy it. And just feeling like, wait, no, this is not computing. Like 10 days isn't enough. And here is my boss trying to convince me that it is. And mm, I don't know about that. Anyway, next thing was... um, I was able to plan a two-week trip to Greece because I was in between jobs. I kind of was able to like buy an extra few days of my start time for this next job that I got. So my boyfriend and I planned a trip to Greece and um, we were stoked that we were going to be there for like 15 days. Um, We thought that was, I mean, it was more time off than I'd ever had. So yeah, I remember one day we were sitting at this restaurant and we were chit-chatting and these two Aussie guys were sitting next to us. They overheard our American accent and they took interest and they were like, hey, what are you guys doing here? You're Americans. Like, we don't see so many Americans over here. How long are you in Greece? And we kind of looked at each other and we were like, 10 days or what do we say? 14 days together. Um, thinking like, yeah, we're here for a long time. We are, we're excited about it. And thinking that we were going to be, I don't know, congratulated or something for being able to spend about two weeks in Greece. And <laughs> that was not the reaction that we got from these Aussie guys. I feel like then they looked at each other and they were like, what the heck? Like, you guys came all the way from America to Greece only for two weeks? How are you possibly going to have time to see literally anything? Like there's so much this country has to offer. You flew so far to get here. And they went on this absolute rant, like going on and on and on about how ridiculous it was that we had gone all the way to Greece for just two weeks. I was pretty triggered by that, obviously, because it was like I was hoping to be congratulated and instead I was totally berated and made fun of. But it did get me thinking to think, whoa, okay, if this is going to elicit such a strong reaction from these guys, like they must know that there's another way. They, they must know that there there must be another way. What could this other way be? And um, I didn't know the answer at the time. At first, I think I kind of cast it off just being like, well, it's because they're Australian and they they just, their culture allows longer traveling. But again, I just was like, no, like head scratching. Like, what is this? There's gotta be another way to travel for longer than two weeks at a time. Anyways, I'm happy to report that in the end, obviously, I did find a way out of the matrix. I think the final story, like, and the final straw, the final thing that really made me be like, wait, I am living in the matrix and there is a way out was being really inspired by my roommate at the time, Kristen, who um, I feel like Kristen and I, I don't know, the universe energetically brought us together to live together. She was a random roommate, actually. Um, But yeah, we both had this really deep love for travel, but also both really cared about having a career, like a a respectable career. Kristen had learned about this scholarship called the Fulbright Scholarship, where basically, I think it's only Americans, um, but they can apply like to be sent to any country 
in the world of their choice, but they have to apply to be sent to a specific country to go for a year to either do a research project or to like teach English, kind of be like a culture ambassador. So um, Kristen got accepted to the Fulbright Scholarship. She ended up going to Luxembourg. And um, yeah, it was so interesting. Like I still stayed in New York the entire year that she was in Luxembourg, but we did, uh, we were catching up all the time and she just was always telling me these stories about how she was meeting all these other people that were not Luxembourgish, but also lived there. And she told me they were called expats or expatriates. And there were just so many different ways that people were able to move there and that there was a big thriving international community. And it just seemed really cool. And she was so in love with the international community that when she was done with her Fulbright scholarship, she had decided that there was no way she was moving back to New York and she was going to go live somewhere else. And she had decided that she wanted to live in Shanghai, China. So basically me, still still in the matrix, still at my agency job, was kind of watching her go through the process of figuring out how to move to China and who she was networking with and the kind of visas that she would be able to get and what she was saying about like how she could maybe get a job once she got there and it was just all this, all these like new thoughts that I had never even considered. And um, basically, yeah, just very shortly after she moved to China, I decided that I was going to move to Thailand because I had done in my research or discovered in my research that I could teach English there. And even though I never really wanted to be an English teacher, at least it was a career that, you know, people respected and, um, that it would be easy enough to learn and Thailand would be cheap enough to live in. And I just thought, you know what, why don't I just do this? I'll just go there for six months, teach English and see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, I'll just come back. I'll just come back to New York, get another agency job and call it a day. So that's what I did, at least the first part. I booked the one-way ticket to Thailand. I got the job teaching English. And just like Kristen had experienced, when I got to Thailand, Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you. I was so mind blown by all the other people that were also living abroad and by all the other travelers that I met that were there for long periods of time who had, I don't know, like saved up money and were just backpacking or whatever. Like they're just, there were just people that were out there traveling for long periods of time. And I was enthralled. I was like, this is the answer that I've been looking for. And long story short, um, once you kind of, I think, exit the matrix, even if you think you're only doing it for six months, you're going to learn so much about what your possibilities are and you're going to be so inspired by all the other people out there that are doing the damn thing, that are living their dreams, uh, crossing things off their bucket list, that it really is such a mindset shift that's necessary to escape the matrix. Because now... I can go back to the United States at any time and I'm still going to be on the outside of the matrix because I know that I don't have to follow all those societal rules that everybody has decided. I don't have to worry about having a gap on my resume as if that somehow is like the worst thing ever that an employer will literally look the other way if you say that you didn't work for six months at a time, that that makes you unworthy or not good enough to get a job or whatever. 
yeah, just the things that we're taught to believe. They're so crazy and they keep us stuck in this system, in the matrix. And I'm just here to tell you, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. You can live the life that you want. You don't have to do the same thing that everybody else is doing. But when everybody else is doing the same thing, it feels very unsafe. It feels very scary. It feels very, um, I don't know, like rebellious to do something different. And it is rebellious, but who cares? Who cares? Follow your dreams. <laughs> That's my Boston accent coming out. Still got the roots, guys. Still, still know where I came from, but so happy to be where I am now. So yeah, I don't think I ever actually really did such a proper introduction in this podcast. Uh, not best for podcasting best practices, but I would love to share with you now that if you were interested in what I had to say or the way that I said it, um, there's way more where that came from. I've got lots of other episodes where I talk about being a digital nomad. And actually, if you want to work with me personally, I can coach you through the process of making the digital nomad lifestyle happen for you. If you want to take your laptop and work from literally anywhere in the world, like anywhere, as far as Hawaii all the way to Fiji and literally everywhere in between, you can. You can make a full-time income. You can become a seven-figure earner in a matter of years. You don't have to follow the same timeline as anybody else. You can do something that lights you up. You can create a business that you feel excited to work on every single day. Um, and I know that you can because I made it happen and I was once exactly where you are, right? So yeah, if you're sick and tired of waking up and you're wherever it is that you live and taking that gross commute to work, wasting your time, not that you're not even being paid for, by the way, you don't even get paid to commute to work. Um, if you're just sick and tired of it, I got you. I got you. Go ahead, slide into my Instagram account called Christabel Travels Coaching. That one is my much smaller, more private account where I always answer every message. So go ahead. Let me know that you listen to this podcast. Tell me about your situation. And I would love to share with you how maybe my coaching programs can really support you. Um, if you're interested, I do have another episode called Feeling the Fear and Doing It Anyway or Digital Nomading Anyway. That one will walk you through what it actually is like to be part of my programs, which I'm super happy to say that I have so many clients that are digital nomading all over the world now, and they came to me having literally no idea what they were going to do for work, what their skill set was, or literally how to do anything related to online business. Um, I don't care what your background or experience is. I know I can help you because I've helped other people. And I've helped myself, obviously. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to hear your DMs in Christabella Travels Coaching on Instagram. Feel free to watch my TikToks at Christabella Travels. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.